Daniel Tabernera. Trayvon Epps. <laughs> yeah, I've got very weird syllables. Dude, how's it going? It's going. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing very well. In preparation for this episode, I was like, what do I hate? Who do I hate? Have I ever felt hate before? There's a black French. man. Sorry. <laughs> wow, you went straight in there. Straight in there with the French. We love the French. We do. We do. We do love the French. Actually, the French are very I've been nice mistaken thing. for French. On numerous occasions, by me, actually. <laughs> I, so I've, I've certainly felt hate, but because, you know, America. But I can't think of the things that I actually hated. But there certainly aren't people that I've hated. Hmm. And there, there's actually people that I accidentally bullied, accidentally, you know, taking a joke too far, that joke kind of spreading. And, you know, like that, that's, that was accidental bullying. But there's no one that I actually hated. Is, is there anyone in your life, or I guess, if you cross paths with you, like, I fucking hate that guy. I feel like in my younger, early 20 days, I feel like there was a time where I thought I hated people or like persons. But looking back, I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if that was more just misguided anger and not really hate, but definitely didn't carry on to today. Wait, you know who you know who I definitely hate? I hate waiters and waitresses who don't fucking do their jobs. I sorry. I, specifically, I was at a restaurant and I, I ordered pancakes. And guess what? Syrup was an additional cost. Yes, I know, I know. Be shocked. But on top of that, when I ordered syrup, first of all, it was uh, sorry, it wasn't an additional cost. It was like pancakes with with three toppings and like syrup was a topping. And I was like, what the fuck? What? That don't count. That don't count. So then they brought it, they brought it over. And then there was a, there was like a little, a, a teeny tiny pool of syrup in the pancakes. And I was like, wait, that's all the syrup I get. And they're like, yeah, they poured it on for you. And I was like, bruh, excuse Is me. There a shortage of syrup <laughs> that we don't know about. I was like, I know last year was tough, but what the fuck is going on? You pour my syrup on my pancakes for me. I wasn't ready for that. I had other things I wanted to eat before I got what to What if you pancakes. wanted to dip? What if you wanted it on the side? What if you wanted to dip? Hey, bro. So she goes, very, very nice way. She goes, you know, I can get you some more. And I go, thank you very much. She comes back. We have our meal. All the things go down. Get the bill. She charges me two fifty for a shot glass of, of syrup. That's why you got to start carrying your own bottle. Beyonce style. I'm telling you. Oh, I was gonna and say it, like Buddy the Elf style. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I apologies. Apologies. So I brought I brought the bill up and I was like, my, Miss, I'm like I'm not paying for this. Not I'm just not. It was two fifty. I was like, I'm not going to be paying for this. I I apologize for this, but you offered to give me more because I feel like when you put syrup on my pancakes, I could have I should have just returned this. But whatever. And she goes, You don't have to be so. You don't have to speak to us so rudely. And I was like, do you think I'm speaking to you rudely? And she goes, I don't want to open up. I don't want to, what she said, hold on. I don't want to open up an issue with you. And I was like, what the fuck? What, what is happening? And Dude, I feel, was- you're, you're not going to know where. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mean like, I mean like city and country, not specific restaurant. I won't, I won't say that. Oh, but, okay. I mean, it's here where I, where I am, if that makes you feel better. Oh, word. <laughs> All of my locations now are secret. I sound really aggressive now, but I'm a fairly, I'm a relatively nice person. I, I, I enjoy my customer service. I know that we all have jobs. It wasn't her syrup that she was tapping from a maple tree. So I don't know why she was so upset by it. 
And to boot, one of the pancakes was burned. And her response was, sometimes it looks burned on the outside, but it's fine on the inside. And I was like, guess what, lady? I'm not just eating the inside. I'm also eating the outside. (laughs) So four minutes in. Explanation is that. It's yeah, it was nonsense. And then you didn't want to take off like 250 that had nothing to do with you. Anyways, I hate people who just don't do their jobs because you decided to get into this job. I didn't make you do this job. Just do your job. Also, it's syrup. I hate when waiters ask you how everything is while you're eating. Like while you're, you just put a fork in your mouth. (laughs) Now I'm the pig who's talking with a mouthful of food. (laughs) Making me look like an idiot. (laughs) I didn't choose to talk right now. I'm not going to be rude and ignore your question. Yo, true story, but I can't enjoy this bite full because you're standing there watching me. Now I'm I'm a little pig talking with his mouth full. All right, listen, that's enough. This is required watching where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm Trey Epps. I'm Danny Taverner. And listen, today is a fun one for me anyway. I, I, I didn't pick the film, so it's a, a really nice film to have been surprised with. It's a, the 1995, someone said cult classic, but I'm just going to say classic film. Lahain, Lahain, the French film from 1995. Dan, Dan pronounces it as Lahaini. Yep. And this is, I'm butchering everyone's name because they're all French, directed by Matthew Kasovitz, also written by by Matthew, starring Vincent Castle, Hubert Conde, and Said Tagamoui. Sorry, guys. I, I try. This is why I don't pronounce names, but I feel like it was important to say your guys' names. Anyways, this, is, this movie is about 24 hours in the lives of three young men in the French suburbs the day after a violent riot. Yes, something so simple. It's fucking tragic. And, and it, you know what? I will say this. It reminded me of like a Spike Lee movie. I, having mm. not read anything about it, having no, no nothing about it, I was like, yo, this is straight up early 90s. Well, I guess mid 90s. This is like some 90s, like auteur shit. You know, it felt it felt very carefully made in the most artistic of ways. I really enjoyed everything about this film from the very beginning. Dan, why I, did read, you I read that uh, his first movie, Cafe Olay, was based on Spike Lee's She's Gotta Have It. Makes sense. So definitely influenced by I mean, Spike. This movie, this movie was uh, in black and white, if you haven't seen it. And I just read that it was it was actually made in color. Like the film was color. So they made the choice uh-huh. to put it in black and white. And they intended on uh, reissuing it in color if there was backlash. It works. It works in it black works. and white. I actually can't picture it in color at all. No, I don't. I would not want it in color. No. I would actually feel really disappointed to have seen it in color if there was two versions out there. I chose it because it was recommended to me by my brother a couple months ago. And I think it was one of those things where, you know, like when you drive a car and you only notice that car. Yeah. I kept putting off seeing this movie and then I kept seeing it everywhere. Like Criterion Collection on Instagram would be like posting little scenes from La Ain. Correct. And we've all we've all seen these scenes. We've seen Vincent Castle. I'm screwing up his name. We've seen Vincent Castle's in, in the mirror, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I that's the one I often seen because it's a nice little camera trick that happens. I don't even think it's a camera trick. I think it's a very I think it's uh done like practically in camera. 
whatever. Yeah. Um, but still an impressive, an impressive, impressive shot. shot. And I, to that end, I think all the transitions of this film are just so, again, careful, just carefully done. I, I think there are very few, and maybe happens more in the beginning, but there are so many transitions that, I don't, I don't know, I just gel, it just work, that just meld you into the world and really insert you into what's going on. Like the introduction of all the characters was, was so brilliant. I, honestly, it's so good to have uh, an introduction to our characters in ways that, as, as, as it's a foreign film, it made so much sense to us to have, like, we got to see their names on, like, Vince's uh, knuckle ring or mm-hmm. uh, Hube's poster. Oh, yeah, the, the poster, Saeed's uh, graffiti tag. Right. So we, we, we are able to see these things. And, like, I don't know. I, I think you would be able to call that pretty cheesy now, but I actually think it's quite brilliant to be able to introduce your characters in a way that is different from everyone else. Like, sure, we hear the word, we hear his name is Vince, we hear his name is Saeed, but we were given so much more by how we, we, we saw their names. You know what I mean? Well, um, yeah, it, it tells you who these characters, like Saeed is tagging a cop car right? with fuck, right. fuck the police and then he tags his name on it. Or Hubert being the level-headed one of the group black box you see his name yeah but you see his name on the poster of his trash gym right but he's also the one who's like done something with his life and wants to mm. do more with his life or vincent who's got the the two-finger ring with his name on it and he's kind of the hothead like yeah fucking he's off wanting to be he's wanting to be something he's not right I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so I, I, I've i heard of this movie. I Much like you, I was like, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm going to put it off. I'm going to put it off. And absolutely right. I, I've just been seeing it everywhere these days. Which so, makes sense I, because it still is pretty. I mean, I can't speak for French politics on. or French culture. French. <laughs> but it's it's very topical for American culture and sentiments right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the way they've handled this was great, right? Like it, it, it could have been like, I'm pretty sure it's Hubert, but I'm going to say Hubert, right? Like it, I think it could have been about his, you know, this black guy in France, his journey, or even Saeed being a person of color. Like I, I didn't say if he was like what his ethnicity was, but mm-hmm. somewhere in the Middle East, right? Quote unquote. But it, it, this is all kind of tacking on to a very real time in France that, that existed. Matthew, the writer and director, he said he got inspiration for this film based on based on what was going on and from someone who who passed away like during these riots. Uh, so it, like it's something that that lives in the France the French culture like very much, which is great. I feel I I definitely feel as if it was happening during the time of this movie, which is great to kind of get like it, everything about this felt tense and felt very real and i feel like these three people living in france at the time it felt as if they like they were they had to embody this and i feel like i feel like this almost i, I don't want to say norm core because I, I don't know who any of these actors are so it could very much be like the fucking brad pitts of the world but 
as far as I know, just what everyone in this film was just starting out, if not mm-hmm. like, like very, very new to the scene. Like we were, these weren't names, right? So being able to have this naturalistic view on it as well, just added to it. It wasn't, we're not being blinded by Brad Pitt doing this. We're, we're, we're seeing Vince do this. We're seeing Hebert do this. We're seeing Saeed do this. And, and they're named after their characters as people who, again, are from France, which feels authentic. Also, it's like a, it's a very interesting take on the attitudes of young people, Mm. Mm. like the anger that young people in the city feel or people who are people who get the short end of the law, the short end of society. But it's a interesting take because they're not all in the same headspace. They're not all taking the same approach towards this police violence, towards this inequality. Right. They each have like slight nuances that you can totally empathize with. And none of them are wrong for their different approaches. And you just, you really just see the difference in how to approach this seemingly never ending battle. I think that's a great observation, Dan, is that like they're not wrong in their approaches. And I think I think we see three various different approaches to how they're living with the life that they have in this particular situation. Right. Like we, it's very clear based on the movie and when they go see Asterix and, and I feel like it's in Paris, but I feel completely wrong. But we, we you know, that when they go visit Asterix and whatever town or other, whatever other part of town it was, we get to see that yeah. all of this brutality and harassment or what, again, whatever the situation was, because I, I don't know the complete history. You have three people who have to be able to deal with this a very different way. And I feel like if this were, if these were women, we'd all, we'd, we'd see a completely different like range of emotions from these three characters. But we, again, like you said, we, we see that level headedness of like, just keep your head down and keep moving. I'm upset too, but we have to make it out. Right. And you Did have you like ever the, see uh blind spotting, you know, what? Movie with David Diggs. Yes, I have. I thought you were talking about something else. Train spotting or something. Yes, I have oh, seen spotting. Yeah, I have seen uh, black spotting. Uh, the relationship between Hubert and Vince's approach towards everything that's going Absolutely. on reminded me of David Diggs and Raphael oh, in the movie. Wow. Yo, that's such a great recall that you have that name. In it I was like, why is this? This reminds me of something where this dynamic, this friendship like seemed familiar and it's again a similar thing of police brutality inequality gentrification and the approach of a white guy and a black guy in the same situation same upbringing same everything but they have to approach it differently because they're gonna get different reactions with how they're perceived like vince is able to be the hothead because he's a jewish guy in france like he's not gonna get he's got nothing to lose, right? He can keep yeah. his head down and be fine. Whereas Hubert is this black boxer in France and he's clearly going to get a different reaction from police and from people in the neighborhood by doing much less than Vince's doing. And, and you, you get to see that. Like, so, like Saeed and Hubert, like Hubert is actually far less, far less, like I guess harassed, but you know, because mm-hmm. he's keeping his head down, right? Like my, my gym burned down. It'll be okay. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm going to move on. It is what it is. It's very, which might I call be, very French, which might be like just his personality, but it also might just be 
because he has to respond that way. He can't he can't afford to blow up like like Vince can. Exactly. And I, and I think no one I think no one can. And I think what Saeed does is he blows up in a very different way of of like he, he's much more rambunctious in a playful way. Right. Which is which is ironic because when they go to the hospital later on in the film, he's the one who's taken away as like the leader of of mm-hmm. uh, of the group. Right. Like we, I don't think there's a villain. I, I don't think Vince is wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I think he's someone who's a bit blinded. I think he's someone who who doesn't acknowledge. To be perfectly honest, if this movie was made today, and like you said, blind spotting is is almost a a direct. I guess not a direct comparison, but fair. Like fair, it's fucking fair enough, yeah, right? Strong similarities. You, you like you can like there would be a conversation of like you can do this because you're white. I can't do this because I am black, and that means that mm-hmm. like. You can, it's been talked about in many, many a movie and TV show these days, but it's like, you need to understand what the difference is between you and me. So when the whole, the whole impetus of the film of like this gun going missing and Vince pick, you know, eventually Vince shows the boys that he, that, you know, he has it, he takes it with them. And he's like, he's talking, he's trying to be a cowboy. He's He's trying to be a cowboy. He's quoting taxi driver in the mirror. Right. He's trying to be this tough guy. And then there are situations where he directly confronted with tough guys and that's not him and that's and that's not him it's not him at all and i think i i think i think when you get yourself in that situation when you get yourself in that attitude it's how do how do i play this am i someone who am i someone who continues this up and like we see where that gets him at the end of the the end of the movie or am i someone who's you know puts my head down and just like fucking grits my teeth and, and, and go through it because at at no point is anyone else saying, listen, we just have to get out of here except for Hubert and his family. No one's like, we just need to get out of here. Everyone's like, this is our life. They also, they each seem like they epitomize different levels of kind of just growing older in this world. Mm. Like Saeed, like you said, is more rambunctious and, well-meaning and relatively innocent, but kind of just does little shenanigans around. Whereas Vince is a little more, much more full of, full of hate and kind of has like this fire in him. And Hubert also has that fire, but he also realizes the realities of what they're dealing with. And that you can't just get revenge on (laughs) institutions like by killing a cop or, you know, an eye for an eye, like Vince believes. I, I, absolutely. I just want to stop you and say that Blind Spotting now has a TV show that is premiering in June, twenty twenty one. Oh, interesting. David Diggs is not in it, but I mean, I'm sure he'll pop up in it. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what the premise is. I'm not sure how this how this fits in the world of Blind Spotting. But I, I'm sure it'll continue on with its yeah, yeah, very strange. I like that um, movie, but I don't see it as a TV show. It, it follows a woman this time, and I'm trying to figure out oh, okay. if the woman is the same as the woman that was in the film, but I don't think it is. I don't think that's it. In a Roger Ebert's review of La Ain, he said, <laughs> yeah. if France is the man falling off the building, they are the sidewalk, mm. which is, I think, is pretty apt description of how these guys mm, I like that. approach the world around them. They're yeah. just kind of being forced all this shit and having to deal with it. So far, so good. So far, so good. 
What a fucking shame. And speaking of critics, it's number, it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. A, a few number have reached this much acclaim. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes is, is crazy. By, tw- I think, 25 or 35 critics total. The, the 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 police officers did not like the depiction of themselves in this movie, and thus, when premiering at Cannes Film Festival in France, in fucking France, they the police turned their back during the red carpet. Can you imagine? Can you imagine not doing your job so much to say if something happened? What were the police doing? Their backs were turned because they didn't like a movie. Because they didn't like the portrayal, like the, the the portrayal of 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 the police counterparts in the movie. And the, uh, listen, let's be honest. It's not to say that they were all like everyone in the movie, every police officer in the movie wasn't doing their job. There's actually been instances where they were doing their job. But they even say that the characters themselves say like, "Hey, he's you're not going to shake his hand. He's one of the cops that I've looked out for. It's like he's the neighborhood cop, right? Like it's not, it's not a broad brush." It's relatively broad, but it's not like a cab type of portrayal of cops. Right. And I think, yeah, I, I think people get super fucking offended by these things. And it's like, well, we could either not show the cops at all and not have a movie, or we can show how these, like these cops are either going to help us or not help us in terms of moving our story along. So calm the fuck down. Like you're in this movie, like, these movies are existing because, well, they're like, like these characters are existing because they need to help out our story, really. Mm-hmm. And well, also, also that doesn't mean they're not they true. exist. Yeah. Right. But anyways, I'm really excited about this movie. I, I, I will admit, I enjoyed the music of this film very much. I, I think there's this one scene that I, I was actually quite confused with. I, I, I was convinced this movie had a really low budget. Hold on. I have the budget here. It's two point six million dollars, which is not a lot, even in, even in, in twenty uh, yeah, sorry in ninety five. And and technically uh, an independent film. That's correct. Yeah, I, I was like, this movie does not have a great budget, like uh, as in great as in big. And then they do this wonderful like neighborhood DJ scene where the DJ is playing the music out of the window, and we see we see this hovering through the neighborhood we see how the sounds like vibrates through the neighborhood and it's something really i think really telling when you look into it about the story but i was like wait what how how'd that be for that <laughs> that's half the budget for that that's shot. half the budget gone because it come on like dan it was a really long like it was a really long moment of them going through the neighborhood at like it had to be like five, six stories, mm-hmm. which I thought was really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I have anything else specific to say about it. Oh shit. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, oh. it's one of those films that, Can you hear that almost 30 years later still says something about the world we're living in. Yeah. And reactions to that world and whether they're right or wrong, they're, justified sorry Dan. can you hear that noise that, that buzzing yeah yeah sorry again i would say i have nothing else to, to add to this film no i will say it is required 
as a as a example of an independent movie that really speaks to a larger societal issue and explores it with not just explores it with nuance and really goes deep into I don't know feelings that we all feel like hatred and sadness and helplessness that we feel with institutions around us and inequalities and not really finding an answer, but just kind of exploring those reactions to, to those issues. Word. I, this is 100% required. I really, I truly don't let my feelings, let my feelings about movies linger on too long in the series and episodes before talking about it. But yeah, no shock. This is, this is certainly something that I find, again, lives in that same space as Spike Lee, lives in that same space as like these auteurs that take really good care of the actors, the film, and like the, sto- like the story itself. Again, talking about how these, these things are displayed instantly on, on screen. And you're able to see the connection that these actors have. You're able to see... You're able to imagine the love and the care that all people involved had for each other as well as the film, putting out something that meant something for them and very easily is relatable all around the world. And if that's not a testament of, I guess, what film is supposed to do in terms of, <clears throat> in terms of re- relatability, I'm not sure what is. But like you said, being uh, again, Dan, you, you spoke so eloquently about about the characters of this film and, and like the different roads that you can take when faced with such an environment that this could have easily been a two hander or a, you know watching someone's journey. But instead, we have three actors who have to that we watch go through this. I, I, listen, I, I really could gush about this film. I, I, I think, I think if I were making a feature, like even, even when I take films, like film photography, when I take stills now, I'm like, yo, like this, the style, because black and white film is cheaper than color film. Uh, <laughs> the style is so like, ingrained in my head. And I would love to, take, I would love to even be able to take photos like this, let alone mm-hmm. make a story, make a script, make a, make a, make a film, be a part of a film like this. So, in that respect, even some of the shots where stylistically they change and it does feel more like a Spike Lee joint, like where they just have one person with something going on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even those static shots are so beautiful and tell so much about the character and how they're responding to their environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. The way we talk about. Way we, yeah, yeah. The way we talk about like Ari Aster and the way you know Midsummer, how how those film, how there's so much story being told behind the scenes. Like you have to give credit where credit's due. Like there's so much of this of the of the frame that's being acknowledged at all times. And Dan, I believe this is the last film of the month. No, it's not. Maybe I'll rearrange. But next month, we'll be doing something a bit different from what we typically do. And I'm very excited that this was the last film that we were able to talk about because I think this sets us up for some really nice conversations about about film. So thank you for bringing this film to me and for everyone else. Thank you so much for listening. I, I really, I, I really, enjoy, I think this is one of our better episodes in terms of our conversation. And I think that's, I think that's largely because of the movie that we chose. And we're choosing these movies we're choosing these movies 
on a whole list of reasons. But if you have any ideas for things that we should be talking about, please hit us up on social media, on email, and let us know. Thank you very much for listening. And we appreciate your time. Please share, rate, and review. And until next time, uh, you can catch us on social media at the, nope, that's not how it works, at Required Watch on Instagram and Twitter. And you catch me at Trey.eps on Instagram and Trey.eps on Twitter. And I am at Danny Tavener everywhere. Oh, yeah. Give a man damn a job. How the time That said, Dan, I, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're closing a bit of a chapter, so I'm, I'm very grateful. This currently is not the last one in, in August, but but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy to switch it around if I remember. Otherwise, I'll see you next week for Big Fish. <laughs> Later.